Today on Lockdown Red Wings, are the D-Pairs finally shaking out? Previewing the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Uh, I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scott is a host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And on today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about, well, the fact that the deep pairings finally look like they might be shaken out here, at least temporarily here in the early season, uh, with Ghost Bear and Mata really solidifying themselves the last two games as pretty dang good defensive pair. And the data backs that one up. Small t- uh, small sample size, but still going forward, you ride that hot hand. And then also we're going to preview the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that those D-pairs play into it because Lalone wants to get Petrie back in, and now you got to have a conversation about who the heck you're going to scratch. Uh, but first, got to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. i got to stop real quick before we get any further, though. And uh, say hello to Scotty, because I don't want to get five minutes in before I, I say anything to him. He gets offended when I do that. <laughs> you guys don't hey, see man, it. When, when we stop recording, he like throws fits. He's like, dude, you, you forgot to talk to me again. <laughs> he throws all those expletives my way. It's just not I'm fun. Just, yeah, I'm really a, uh, I'm one of those guys that like behind the scenes, just total diva. Just, you know, really mm-hmm. causing problems. Tough major, to work with. Major egomaniac, this guy. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, on air, we make it work. <laughs> Just, you know, we got to bring the show to you guys any way possible. Yeah, yeah. It really shows our dedication to you guys. Really good Uh, actors. (laughs) So, Scotty, the the Red Wings practice today or yesterday, by the time people are listening to this, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that the practice line stayed the same. Uh, Robbie Fabry is going to remain day-to-day. Now they're hoping he returns for the game on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. I mean, is there anything to make of Fabry still being out, or is this just like the Robbie Fabry experience? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. Like all week, it's been, yeah, he'll be back by Wednesday. He's just, you know, day to day, he'll be back Wednesday, no biggie. And then now it's the can is getting kicked down the road again. And, it's, I'm sure he's frustrated as well. The dude just wants to be out there and be on the ice. But I, I think we have no reason to believe that it is like anything more than what they say and that he truly is day to day. So yeah, I, I'm going to take their word for it until, you know, otherwise, which maybe is dumb on my part. But um, yeah, I, I am now expecting him to play on Saturday. Oh, well, and that's all we can do is just. Hope that they're correct and they're not lying to us about. I don't think they would either. I, I think if it's day to day, it's day to day. But just everything, all the history that Robbie Fabry has, every time yeah. he's out with an injury, you're like, oh, here we go. And this is the second time he's been out with the injury before, once before the season even started during the preseason, he was day to day once. So I, I feel for the guy because he can't catch a break. But you know what? If you're looking at a silver lining, is the lines without him looked really, really good in the game against Tampa and the game against uh, Columbus. And they're rolling with those same lines. Obviously the top line has been clicking, but that line of um, per uh, not Peron is it Rasmussen Comfer and cop. It looked really good. And then Sprong Valeno and 
Uh, Perron looked solid as well. Valeno really stepping up in that 3C role. And then on top of that, to finish it off, that fourth line has a lot of that physical mentality. They don't play a lot of minutes, but... All dogs are on this mug on that fourth line, absolutely, baby. Absolutely, with Christian Fisher and Kaleem Kostin on, on the wings uh, with uh, Austin Zarnik centering. So it sucks that Robbie Fabry's still hurt, but I mean, if the lines that are being played in his absence are just absolutely killing it, then I guess that's one hell of a silver lining to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and this is why depth is so important. And this is why, you know, the, the conversation in the summer when we signed all these free agents was about depth, right? Like we, they didn't go out there and get anybody that that's going to be, obviously eventually they traded for DeBrinket, but during the free agency period, it was just signing of a lot of middle six type of players. And, uh, this is why, because now you can, you know, plug and play and you can fill holes when, uh, when day-to-day injuries like that happen. And here we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the main point I wanted to get to in this episode had to do with defense. I know we talked, we talked, tried to talk about everything in the game against Columbus, but one aspect I feel like we maybe neglect, even though I, I play defense in men's league, um, uh, it's always, you want to talk about the flashy stuff and the forwards usually provide the flash goalies are easy to talk about defense is harder to talk about because the defense on a lot of occasions, unless you're Shane Gostas bear, don't do a lot of sexy plays. So I wanted to talk today about the defense in yesterday's game, as well as like the D pairs in tomorrow's game, which will lead us into our game preview against the Pittsburgh Penguins because of the fact that um, Derek Lalone said in the press conference and his media availability after practice today or yesterday, about time you're listening to this, that he wants Jeff Petrie to play in the game. Jeff Petrie obviously was a scratch against Columbus and it's getting a little bit harder now, in my opinion, to dictate who's going to be that scratch. Early in the season, in the preseason, we were talking about Olimata was the obvious choice. Not the easy choice. I don't think there really is an easy choice for healthy scratch on this defensive core because you have a lot, one, you have a lot of actual NHL defensemen now. You don't have like guys who are fringe NHLers, AHL guys filling in that seventh and sixth D role. But also, you have a lot of guys making a lot of money. So every time you healthy scratch a guy making $2 million, it doesn't really affect the Red Wings' like actual cap or anything. It's, it's more like it, it, you always hate to just see a guy getting paid $2-plus million up in the press box. But with how good uh, uh, Shane Gostas Bear and Olimata are playing right now as a pair in the last two games, which I'll get to in a minute, the advanced metrics, it's hard to justify scratching either one of those. You're not going to scratch Olimata or I'm um, sorry, Jake Wallman or Moritz Sider. So then who do you scratch? Justin Hall's been scratched once already. Jeff Petrie, you know, is going to come in the game. Do you scratch Sherratt or do you scratch Hall? That's that's really what it comes down to, in my opinion, at least for this conversation. I mean, if you want to make a case for Mata or Gossip Bear, I know you won't make a case for Gossip Bear. Uh, but for Mata, like, go ahead. But it, it's I think it's getting tighter, and I think we're starting to see the deep pair shake out. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And I think it's it's interesting to talk about this in, in short term and long term, because like we 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 discussed it a lot leading up to the season about like the long term, you know, who's going to get the scratch most nights. And, you know, as we got closer and closer to the season, that became more and more of like, I think it's going to be kind of a revolving door type of thing. And clearly it is, um, you know, I. I mean, uh, 11 and seven, they clearly don't have any fear of doing. So like, that's also a, a very real possibility really on any given night in my eyes um, for, for Lalone. Clearly that, that doesn't bother him at all. So that's kind of in the back of your head, but 
if if someone was to get scratched long term, I, I just I keep going back to, you know, a lot of people keep trying to say like Sherratt, you know, maybe he's going to get scratched more. Like it, it's just optically, I feel like, and not that this really matters as far as on the ice goes, but it's weird for me optically to consistently scratch the defenseman getting paid the most on your team. Like I just don't feel like that's going to happen at least early on in the season, if the hand is forced, then like the hand is forced and you got to do what you got to do. But I don't see that happening anytime. Like it might happen once or twice, but I, I mean, on a consistent basis, right? I don't, I don't see that being like the consistent option really going forward. I do still think there's a chance for Mata. Uh, I, I, I didn't really mind how ghost played with hall either. Uh, so I, I don't know. You know, maybe they they really liked what they saw from him in Mata. Obviously, if that keeps going forward, I'm not going to complain about it. But I I don't I didn't mind what uh, what they did together. I think on opening night they were together either. But um, I think if I had to say right now, I would probably go Hall. They probably just go back there, right? And and they just have they they seem to really like Sherrod and Petrie together. They have experience together, etc. Uh, Ghost, like you just alluded to, Ghost and, and Mata played really well together last game, and then you're not going to shake the top pair. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of with you on Hall, but I, I don't think that they're just looking at, you know, the third game of the season that went really well, and they're like, oh, well, we can't separate Mata and Ghost now the rest of the year. Like, I think that that's still very much on the table, too. So I have a, I have quite a bit to rebuttal, actually, based on what you just said. Uh, but we should get to a break first uh, and talk about eBay Motors and Game Time. And when we come back for segment two, I will talk to you guys about my thoughts on it because it actually differs a little bit from Scotty's, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, usually he just copies me. He's a big copycat. That's what happens when you let him talk first. Uh, so that's all you guys today about eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your card into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Also got to talk to you guys today about game time. Guys, if you're tired of all the obnoxious fees, when you try to buy a couple Red Wings tickets, next thing you know, it's costing double, triple what it said it was going to cost you because there's service fees, there's taxes, there's convenience fees, all these different fees that rack up the bill, then you got to check out Game Time. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And all in prices show you to your total upfront so you know what you're getting uh, without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even after, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick up the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. 
And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 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 All right, Scotty, you mentioned a lot of thoughts that you had on who could be scratched. So first off, with Olimata, you're right in that I don't think that two games is enough to solidify Olimata and Shane Gostaspare as like immune from being healthy scratched. But I think if you're Derek alone looking at this team that just played two really, really good games and that pair was a big part of the, the good games that this team had. I don't think you break them up right now. I think it's a lot like we saw with film, Phil Peronic and Mata last season in that Mata as a defensive style defenseman provides a safety net for an offensive style defenseman like Gostaspare to take risks um, and also, you know, keeps that balance going. Not that Gossip Bear has been bad defensively by any stretch of the imagination. He made two big plays in the game against Columbus. Um, but also, in again, two games played, but right now they're third in the NHL as a pair and expected goals four percentage. They had 81.3% expected goals four percentage as a pair. That's an expected goals four of 1.3 and expected goals against of 0.3. So they are, with just two minutes, or two, uh, not two minutes, two games underneath their belt, uh, one of the best pairs in the NHL at the moment. I don't think you break that up. You let them play it out, and as long as they're hot, you keep those two guys on the ice. I also I do think that I agree with you that it, it, optically it's not a good idea to have your highest paid defenseman sitting in the press box. I meant you know I let off with that right, but at the same time, I also don't like it because he's such a leader in the locker room. I also don't like the optics of benching a leader, especially like a physicality leader, although Petrie does replace the physicality. I I do think that Hall's been playing good enough that I don't know if he's worthy of a scratch either. I think you just continue to play the defensemen that are playing the best. And Sherratt has, you know, I don't want to rag on him too much, right, though? Uh, but, you know, he's 16th out of 20 skaters at on, at five on five in terms of expected goals four percentage. He's, he's 47.89%, well under 50%. He hasn't necessarily been creating or preventing quality scoring chances. I mean, that being said, again, he brings the physical element, you know, he, he brings grit to the lineup and he's a leader of the locker room. So it's a, it's a hard decision nonetheless, but I do think right now I'm probably leaning Sherratt rather than whole because I mean, one, you've scratched every other defenseman and every other defenseman that you've scratched has then played and played fairly decently. Uh, Justin Hall's expected goals for percentage, by the way, guys is sitting at right now, 58.82% at five on five. So, I mean, he's been a pretty solid defenseman, even though he hasn't been like a flashy guy. And I just think that Gostas Baron Mata are too good to break up right now. So I, I, right now I'd be leaning towards Sherratt. Um, But as it comes down to deep pair shaking out, like, yeah, Gostas Baron Mata might be the pair right now, but I don't think it's nearly like bona fide yet. Who's going to be with who for the rest of the season? For sure, yeah, and, and I definitely agree with that part. I, I don't know, man. I uh, I, I think that it's going to be kind of a a grab bag, like every night. Like it, it's it truly is, and and also like again, it's worth reiterating. Uh, they're they're clearly not afraid to go seven eleven. So yeah. if that that's like always on the table, if they just don't want to scratch any of the defensemen, but 
I, I do agree with the sentiment that, you know, like if Mata and Ghost are playing well lately, then like keep them together. I'm not saying it's going to be Mata, right? Like I I, I tend to lean Hall at the moment, but I, I don't think you can be – I don't know how to word this. Like I, I don't think you should be like too reactionary either. Like I, I don't think you should just like, oh, like, you know, the last game, these were the six best guys. That's who we're going to like play tonight. And I just think it's too early in the season to – necessarily like set in stone again this is more like big picture um than anything else but like yeah like this is a really long conversation for one night of like who's going to get scratched like it, it, you know it's it's at the end of the day it's probably not that deep and it's probably uh it's probably a third pair defenseman that that's just going to get scratched or they're just going to go 11-7 again so yeah i i think Sherratt's certainly in, i think it's between Sherratt and hall um mm-hmm. but a, like mata still wouldn't surprise me on a day-to-day basis yeah, it's it's gonna be like you said, a grab bab. Grag, oh my goodness, grab bag. There you go. Lord above. Uh, because you know, we're trying our best to try and figure this out. And it's a great problem that the Red Wings have that there's not a clear cut option as a healthy scratch. And I, you know, you bring up a good point. They kept the lines the same at practice, but they could also go eleven and seven and scratch Zarnik, and then you know, one center has takes a second shift every now and again, or, you know, you scratch a winger like Fisher and then you have your center play on the wing down low at some point. So it is a reality too, where you just run seven defensemen. But right now I'm just leaning towards Sherratt for this game. Not permanently. I I don't think that there is a permanent healthy scratch on this, but what I do think will happen is you're going to hammer out your two pairs and then eventually you're going to have it down to, okay, which of these bottom three guys on a nightly yeah. basis is going to be the scratch. Sure. Uh, so I don't think you'll have five ga- five guys rotating around all season long. I think at some point they're going to figure out who that second pair is. And right now it's Gosses, Bear, and Mata with how good they've been playing together, but that's only in 17 minutes of ice time together. So it's not like, well, they're, it's great to see that they're third in expected goals, four percentage you know, in the NHL right now, that's on 17 minutes of ice time while you have Riley and Brody with the Maple Leafs at fifth with 43 minutes. So, you know, sample size has a lot to do with it for sure, but they played great for two games straight. And I think they're just going to keep riding that hot hand. Fine by me. All right. Um, Scotty, let's really briefly mention this because I don't care to have a whole conversation about this again. We already did a whole episode about this. Oh, yeah. We already talked about again. it once. So. But Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff wrote an article about Patrick Kane, about how he's not going to make a decision about what team to sign with until November. He said, these are the three teams to look out for. The Rangers, who we played with uh, at the end of last season. The Sabres, which is his hometown. And then the Detroit Red Wings. So, we're going to have the conversation real briefly like we did the other day, but I or a couple months ago, but I'm okay with not signing Patrick Kane one where on the offense are you gonna are you gonna slot him, especially on the wing? You have like no winger slots left on this, and I, honest to God, just don't think th- this isn't 2010 or 2013 or even 2015 Patrick Kane that you're getting anymore. This is post hip resurfacing surgery, not having played for like six months. Patrick Kane, like I don't think he'll be as bad as he was last season because he was pl- fighting through an injury and in a lot of pain, but he's not gonna be the Patrick Kane that a lot of people think he's gonna be. I, I don't think that he's going to bring that much value to a roster pushing for the playoffs. I mean, I just, I, I don't see it at his age with the surgery that he had being a, a very productive winger at the NHL level. I could eat my words. He could come back and be Patrick Kane, 900 point guy all over again, but I just don't see that being reality. And I don't see that being 
a need that the Red Wings have right now. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we're still lockstep there. We had this, this conversation much more in depth over the summer. So again, like, you know, we don't need to spend five, ten minutes on it. But yeah, you know, I I really am, am just lockstep with you. I, I don't see a overwhelming need to bring him in. Uh, we already talked about the team's depth. Now we'll see what the injury situation, I guess, like for the wings looks like in whatever, a month or a few weeks when he's, you know, like ready to start fielding more offers and, and is like a little bit closer to coming back. But like, he's still not like right around the corner. Like it's still not like, Oh, he's going to be playing like relatively soon. That, that's still down the road. Uh, and yeah, on top of that, like, I, I just, I, I don't really see the, uh, the, the need for the wings to to do that. And I agree with the production. I really just agree with everything you said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And when we return, we will wrap up our conversation today with a preview of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about the Sleeper app. Red Wings fans, you're going to love this app. Let's say it's the Stanley Cup Finals. You got Alex to bring it. In his little office there in the, in the left circle, just rifling home pucks, he scores a hat trick. You'll love to see that. Uh, and if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for the season. But to have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app for the Lockdown NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. With studs like Makar, McDavid, what's another nickname in the NHL? Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a Connor McKinnon. We got uh, Connor Bedard. So you got a lot of guys. You got two Elias Pettersons, only one's 100-point guy. Uh, you got tons of studs in the NHL, guys, is what the point I'm trying to get across. And all you need is pick more or less on stats for these stars. Choose your stat lines like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me right. 100-time payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention to get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use. For details, Slee Seepers. Slee Sleepers. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right, Scotty. Uh, let's move on to our preview of the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins are coming to LCA tonight, 730, because it's going to be on TNT. So out of the first four games, only two of which have been on local broadcast networks, which has been fantastic. Crazy. Love to see that. TNT game, baby. But the Penguins are... Two and one, just like your Detroit Red Wings, Scotty. And uh, I mean, yep. it's exactly not what not yours. You're, they're you're, my Detroit Red Wings, not, Detroit. Yours, yes. not mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're a good hockey team still. Fringe playoff team. I think that they're a team much like the Red Wings in the same position, kind of on the fringes. But trajectory wise, we talked about it last year. The the Penguins are a team that's trending downwards. Like this is Dubis. They hired Dubis to come in and try to keep that window open as long as possible. They traded for Eric Carlson, an aging veteran who put up 100 plus points and won the Norris last year. Uh, to try and help them keep that window open. But, you know, they're they're not the Penguins they used to be. But Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, uh, Eric Carlson are all still really good players. And guys like that, along with Jake Gensel, are going to be the reason why 
they're going to be in the playoff hunt until the very end. Jake Gensel has six points in three games played, one goal and five assists. Evgeny Malkin has two goals, four assists for six points. Crosby has got three goals, one assist. Like the guys who produce on that team are still producing, despite the fact that the team, even though they're aging and is trending downwards, I mean, they're going to stay in this race, you know, for quite some time. Plus, they're getting goaltending help as well out of Tristan Yari and Alex Nedeljkovic. Absolutely. Alex Nedeljkovic, baby. Uh, Nadelkovic has one game played. He has a save percentage of 944. And Tristan Yari has two games played and has a save percentage also of 944. So while this is an aging team and it's trending downwards over the last couple of years for them, they're not going to be a cakewalk. There's, this is going to be a good game for the Detroit Red Wings. And I think another test to see exactly where this team is at. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think that this is, a, this is a big, like this is still a big game. Uh, and, you know, I, I said it a lot going into the year, like the, doesn't matter what time of year it is. All the games count the same. And uh, this is a team that is right, believed to be in the same like tier as you, right? Like we're, we're talking about a team, you know, fringe playoff team is, is going to try their best to stay competitive for as long and as late into the season, going to make a playoff push late. Like this is, this is what you're hopeful that you're in the same tier as. So if you can, especially at home, like if you can, uh, if you can get a win here, goodness, my brain shut off. That is uh, that. That's a really big. That's a really big momentum shifter as you head in to Ottawa this weekend. Like I'm not trying to look ahead. Certainly, you got to play the games where they are. Pittsburgh's far too good to just like, oh, we're just going to focus on Ottawa and whatever happens happens. Um, but these next two games, you know, to lump them in together are, I think, very very good. Kind of like litmus tests on how good the wings actually stack up against those teams that are in a similar boat of, you know, high end, high end outside the playoffs or low end in the playoff type of team. Yeah. And I mean, we keep reiterating, right? Like it's early in the season. So if they lose, it's not the end of the world. Like you're going to lose hockey games. The team's not going to go 81 and one for, for the rest of the season. Right. I believe <laughs> I believe as well. Um, but like, it, it is going to be a good indicator. You know, you want to see where this team's at in these early games. You, you've got a, quite a few good teams. Like you play Columbus, not a great team. So you want the Red Wings to dominate. They did, you know, you played Tampa Bay, who is, um, still a good hockey team, but they don't have a good goalie. So you want to win that game and dominate yeah. that game. You won six to four, you dominated the game, gave up too many odd man rushes. So Tampa Bay kept close. Uh, so now you're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, a team that you're probably going to be competing for a wild card spot within the Eastern conference. So you're looking at this, you go, okay, well, we got, this is going to be, this team is going to show us, you know, where we're at. It's going to help us figure out if we're a step closer than we thought. Again, not the end of the world. If you lose, right. It's going to be your fourth game of the season. But after that, you got the Ottawa senators and the senators are two crucial divisional uh, points. Another team that's trajectory is upwards like your own. And that beat you the heck up last year. And then right after that, the day after you got Calgary, which is going to be a Western Conference playoff team as well. A team that you beat, I think on you beat twice last year, but they were both really close games. I think one goal games. So this week, I mean, even outside the Pittsburgh Penguins game, we, we keep mentioning it, but you know, you're gonna have really good indicators of this team's direction in the first week and a half of the NHL season. Teams get hot, teams get cold, things can change in a flurry. But these next three games. I, I'm really excited to see how the Red Wings perform because if they can continue to play like they did and continue to dominate the way they were, I mean, you can, I'm not going to say start to believe after seven games or whatever it's going to be by the end of the week, but you can say, okay, there's 
clearly progress being made. Let's see if they can make this a consistent feature, not just a hot streak. For sure. No, I, I completely agree. Um, what else? I mean, I, I fully expect Huso to be back in net. He is. For this one. Yeah, Lalonde already confirmed. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, probably Huso in net for the next two, yeah. Unless he's absolutely dog water, then yeah. I mean, yeah. if he if he if he drops a fat steaming load in this game and the Red Wings get like shelled, then you know you might go to Reimer or Lyon, probably Reimer, given how probably well he Reimer. played uh, against the Blue Jackets. But at some point, you got to get you've got to work Lyon in a start too, unless you want to send him down to on a conditioning stint. I don't necessarily know the, I can't remember the rules for conditioning stints, but um, I would also watch out this this Penguins team. Oh wow, man, like where do where? Look at this November schedule. This is the Red Wings November. Devils, Lightning, Blue Jackets, Penguins, Sens, Flames, Kraken, Jets, Bruins, Islanders. Like where where are your like slam dunk outside of Columbus, which obviously they already did. Where are your slam dunk like backup goalie games? There are none. Exactly. Uh, the backup goalie games are whenever your starting goalie has either get gets rocked the game before or has played like five consecutive and needs a break. Right. And that's where they come in. And so then it, December, it, you start off two of your three games to start off December against the Habs and the Sharks. So like you have a little bit of, I guess, opportunity there if you can if you can get through November pretty decently. But yeah, like th- this entire first month is honestly a fantastic. Um, I just went from October to December, by the way. So just completely ignore what I just said. I forgot. I thought we were in November. That was not good. We have that. What is happening? We go from, we end October with the schedule that I just listed out. Then the beginning of November is Panthers, Bruins, Rangers. Then you have Habs, Blue Jackets, then Sens again. That's the Europe game. Like, I mean, this is... So you got a couple games right there, though, that you just listed that you could possibly work in a backup game if, like, things yeah, are going as you that's think That's November 9th and 11th, dude. That's that's almost a month from now. That's not like, oh, well, we'll just wait until then. Like, you're going to have to play backups before November 9th. I don't know. Right? Like, not, I, I mean, maybe... That's why I'm glad guess. it's not... That's why I'm glad it's not my decision to make. Correct. I, yeah, I'm I would just know saying like the the in the, the the playing of all three of these goalies is not going to be a cakewalk. So no, absolutely not. Uh that being said, Scotty, who you got to score the first goal for the Red Wings? Oh, you know, Michael Rasmussen for sure. You taking my guy? Yeah. Uh let's see. Let's go off the board a little bit. Let's see who. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Joe Valeno. He's been playing good lately. I think he's going to get rewarded with one. Nice. Joe Valeno on Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, assuming he starts. Love it. Let's go. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything we, we missed with the Penguins? Watch out for their special teams. They got a good power play. Some of the best players on the planet. Yep. That's, good test uh, for your penalty kill. Definitely a big test for the PK. Absolutely. No, I think that's it, man. We've all. All right. We'll be back with a new episode recap in this one tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Every day.